you've you've been watching a lot of Gilmore Girls on on Netflix recently. Yeah. Since it came on Netflix about like what was it like a week ago or something like that? Yeah, I think it was a week. I don't know, but I've literally been marathoning it a lot. Like I've only got three more episodes of the whole thing left. <laughs> like all seven seasons. It's been really fun. And I love singing you the theme song. <laughs> yes, that's that's what I was talking that's why I brought this up, because uh the theme song to that show has been in my head <laughs> for the past like two weeks. Ever since you started watching the show, basically. Yeah. Um I think it's probably because it's the only music that I hear in my life <laughs> right now. Like I don't I don't really listen to music in general. Yeah, so. I like taunting you with it. Yeah. Yes, you you do. And pretending to like <laughs> I don't know, be a nineteen twenties dancer. <laughs> Doing, like, really stupid dance moves to it. Doing the dance moves. And yeah. Yeah. Really sort of getting emotional to Yeah. Them. I mean, the characters of Gilmore Girls are super annoying, yeah. but <laughs> I'm like, oh, I just want to, like, drink coffee and eat Chinese food all day. Just just, just like, like them, them. And never gain any weight. No. <laughs> <laughs> and just be perfectly slim. Yeah. How's it go? How's it go again? It's like... When you leave... I will follow you anywhere that that you tell me to. And then I think it just like where you lead, I will follow. Uh, Something, something. Gilmore Girls. Yeah, (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's. I'm pretty sure Gilmore Girls is is part of the lyrics. (laughs) No, no, it's not. I will follow you. Do do do. Gilmore Girls is good. Lovely people in internet land, and welcome to episode 12 of Game Life Balance Australia. I'm your host, Robert Bailey, and this week I'm not joined by Andrew A.C. Yoshimura, who is currently lying unconscious in his hallway after tripping over one of his daughter's toys and is slowly bleeding to death from a gaping head wound. Instead, I'm joined by my beautiful wife, Megan Bailey. Say hi, Meg. Hello. Megs uh, has been my wife for almost two years now. Yeah. I'm going to get in trouble. No, almost, <laughs> almost two years. Yeah. And we met in 2013. Um, so we've been together for over three years. We got married pretty, pretty quickly, didn't we? Yeah. Um, it's a pretty rapid. Everything, pretty much everything in our relationship has been super quick. Yeah. 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 I, like I wouldn't say we're like rushing, but. Everything seems to... We've progressed through the stages of our relationship yeah. extremely quickly. <laughs> extremely quickly. I would say so, yeah. Like, from meeting you and then, like, five months later, I want to say, you moved in, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. Roughly? I think even No, maybe, like, four. Four, even four months. Okay, yeah. So, four months from meeting you, you're living in my house. Yeah. My terrible, terrible house. Um, yeah, it was cute. No, uh, look... Yeah. <laughs> cute is, is one way to put it, you know. Yeah. It's kind of cute, like one of those dogs that only has, like, three legs is cute. Like, you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sort of like, it's pathetic. But 
you know, adorable and you kind of love them because they're trying and, you know, that was kind of like what my house was like, I think. Um, I liked it. Yeah. 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 So what was it? Um, four months to moving in. Mm-hmm. Then I asked you to marry me... In the November. In November, the same year. Same year. So nine months after meeting you. Yeah. And then we were married the following November. Yeah. So pretty rapid. And then and then how long between and marrying it... you to finding out that you were pregnant? <laughs> okay. Um, I think that was like four months. Four months? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And then a baby... In the November. <laughs> so, uh, November seems to be our month. I know. Yeah. Something about that month. Yeah, it's got a, something going on up there. Yeah. The old man upstairs. Is, <laughs> he's got, he's got like, the, the calendar. He's got a big circle around, like, 1st of November, and he's just, like, R- Robert and Megan, like, yeah. in, in red pen. I think so. Yeah. So, yeah, all right. Why don't you tell the people who, who aren't familiar with you, which is pretty much everyone. Everyone. Um, yeah. A little bit. About you. About me. Yeah. Okay. Well, my name is Megan. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, oh, my God. <laughs> I've been, all the time I've been calling you Sarah. This is really embarrassing for oh, me. Oh, man. Um, I'm originally from England. Mm-hmm. My accent is a bit weird because I have moved all over the world. So I pick up accents very easily. Mm. Um. I went to boarding school when I was seven till I was 18. Mm-hmm. I moved to Australia when I was 18 with my family. Um, yeah. You move, And you moved to Queensland. Oh, yeah. I moved to Queensland first. Yeah, which is, for people from overseas, that's um, like quite far from Canberra. It's like, it's like up the other side of the East Coast. Yeah. It's um, like a 14-hour... No, probably like a 17-hour drive. Yeah. From Canberra to Brisbane. Yeah, it's a long haul. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I moved to Canberra because I was going to go to uni. Mm-hmm. And then I only did uni for a month. But anyway. <laughs> it was a good month. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I met you. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. And you've moved. You've, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probe you further. Yeah, okay. That's a, that's a really bad word, but I'm, I'm going to stick with it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to probe you deeply. I'm going to... I'm going to get deep inside you and probe your innermost. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds so bad. People will be like, oh, I've tuned into the wrong podcast here. (laughs) Or maybe the right podcast. We're getting a whole new audience today. Um, No, no. So, yeah, you said you mentioned you moved all over the world. Like, you were born in uh, Cyprus. Yeah. Right? The land of Aphrodite. Yeah. Yeah. So when it's funny because when people ask, people often ask you, "Oh, oh, so you're 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 um you're not from Australia? Where were you born?" And you say, "Well, I I was born in." Yeah, I'm always when people ask me, "Oh, where are you from?" I'm like, I kind of roll my eyes <laughs> and go, "It's a long story." <laughs> you know, get yeah. ready. Yeah, like have you brought a packed lunch? Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe sit down. Yeah. Let's have a drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is going to take some time. Yeah. So let me. Sl- I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to try and rattle off all Are we places. Go through my life chronologically. Yeah. Okay, tell me if I got it wrong. Okay. Okay. Go for it. Okay. So Cyprus to. You might have gone back to England, but then Germany. Yeah. Yeah. Did you go back to England or straight to, straight from Cyprus straight to Germany? Straight to Germany. Straight to Germany. Yeah. Then from Germany to. 
maybe England and then Ireland? No, straight to Ireland. Straight to Ireland. So yep. how long did it take you to live in England? Um, <laughs> like a while. Oh, I was probably like six. When you finally yeah. went to the country that you, you think of as your home. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I never actually thought about it like that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Six years before you actually set foot in your your supposedly native soil. Whoa. Yeah. And yep. then pretty much England. Yeah, but where in England, Robert? Uh, North Derbytonshire. <laughs> That's wrong. Um, Midlands? No, it goes... I'm so bad at English geography. It goes Nottingham, Cambridge, North Yorkshire, then Nepal, then Cambridge, then Australia. Okay. Um, I think the boarding school stuff you mentioned is very formative. Definitely. Yeah. That was like, yeah, half my life. (laughs) Mm. Just being in a boarding school. So. Is it kind of, is it like being, I always thought that being in boarding school would be like awful. Like, it would be like being in prison, you know? But is that is that really, like... Well, I would say, so the first year mm. was so much fun because you're away from your parents and it's like a big sleepover. Yeah, it was just, like, a lot of fun. Everything's new, like, a whole new way of doing things. Um, but, yeah, every year after that got, like, worse and worse and worse until I got <laughs> a car... And then I could escape. <laughs> yeah. Precious freedom. Yeah. 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 Yep. Sometimes I forget how how much of an impact that had on you, you know? Mm. Like, it's a very different childhood to be in a boarding school. Yeah. Like, and I think it's made you more independent. Definitely. I'm very independent. Like, I could not live with my parents when I moved over here with them. Mm. It was so hard. Like, we would just argue all the time. Mm. Yeah, it's so frustrating. Because <laughs> you kind of, you know, you figured out how to live your, on your own and you yeah. had your own habits and your own way of getting things done. And Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Hmm. Interesting. All right, well, look, you know, I'd love to talk more and people probably would love to hear you talk more, but I do have uh, a format for the show that I'd like to kind of try and stick to. Okie dokie. So every, um, every week uh, on Game Life Balance Australia, we talk about a featured game. So I tried to pick a game that... Uh, something that we've both played a fair bit of. Um, because Megs does play games. Not as much as, as me, but you do. Yeah, I do. Actually, like I'd say probably more than the average person. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yes, yeah, so we have a few games that we've, we play a lot of together. Um, but I think the one that, that we decided to, to go with this week was the one we've been playing a lot of recently together. Mm-hmm. Um, something I, I introduced you to. Yeah, uh, and did. that you kind of became super addicted to. Uh, and that game is Civilization V. <laughs> right, when I said Civilization Five, I actually kind of made a mistake because that's not actually the name of the game. The actual name of the game is Sid Meier's Civilization Five. So, oh dear, I'm terribly sorry, Sid, old Sydney, me old mate. Um, I'm sure that people will forgive me though because no one actually calls it Sid Meier's Civilization Five. We yeah. all just call it. Civilization Five, or even Civ Five. Civ Five. That seems yeah. to be the colloquial. Um, so I'm going to just spill some facts about the game straight up. Uh, came out in 2010, produced by Firaxis Games, uh, developed by Firaxis Games, I should say. Um, 
How terrible of me to get that wrong. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's the fifth game in the Civilization series, which harkens back to 1991. So this is a series that's been around... Yeah, as long as me. Yeah, actually Meg was born in 1991. Yeah. So there you go. This game has been around for as, as long as you are. And it's almost as much fun. Oh. No. Oh. Oh, smooth. I'm such a smoothie. Uh, yeah, so this is a game that... I introduced Meg to, as I said, um, basically when, when you first moved into to my place. Yeah. Uh, because I knew that you were into some other games. We'll talk about that a bit later. But I thought this might be one that was up your alley. Yeah. Given your sort of tastes, your mm-hmm. predilections, if you will, for video games. So I sat Meg down in front of Civ Five. I'm not sure whether I actually gave you much of a tutorial or whether I just let you kind of figure it out for yourself. No, I think I watched you play for... Like, a, t- a little bit, mm. and then you just let me play. Yeah. And then I kind of took over your whole computer for, <laughs> like... Weeks, I want to yeah, say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there was a period there where I was pretty much sequestered to the PlayStation. Yeah. And um, just had to keep sort of looking over my shoulder, sadly, <laughs> as Meg just sat there sort of, like, humming away and playing playing Civilization Five. So, yeah. definitely, I think when it comes to thinking about games that are our favourites, I think that has to be... Really up there. Yeah, definitely. For both of us. I would say top five for yeah, me. Yeah. So. Uh, so I'll try and describe this game, which may be pointless because most people have probably heard of it or have played one of the earlier versions. But basically, for those who don't know, this is it's kind of almost like a board game. Yeah. But it's a board game that's so complicated that you need a computer to do the maths for you behind the scenes. Like, you could never actually play a board game version of this. I don't think... I mean, now, having said that, there's probably some nerd who's sitting there fuming because they know that there is actually a board game version of this out there. Yeah, but, well, tell um, us. Yeah, please, write in and tell yeah. us if there is a board game version of this because I would love to know how how many years of your life it takes to play <laughs> through, like, five turns of that. But um, basically, yeah, you, you've got a big world map. And they're randomly generated, which is great, because it means that every time you play the game, it's a little different. So the placement of of resources, of um, the rivers and lakes and seas and things, it's all different. So, yeah. so there's a bit of variety there. Um, the game starts in, like what is it, 2000 BC or 5000 BC or something? Some, some deep time in the past. Yeah. I We're think talking it, thousands of BC. I so. think it just says ancient era. But it's like 3000. It, it does have the year time at the top yeah, right hand. I, I actually can't remember. Anyway, yeah, look, we've played tons of this game, but we don't know when it starts. So I'm sure you're all really upset about that. But yeah, it starts in, in the ancient world um, and then progresses through different periods of history and you play as a civilization yeah hence the name of the game uh and there's a whole bunch you know like you can be like babylon or ancient greece uh you can be germany germany england china you know japan you can even be america which is probably my one of my favorites because it's so weird that america existed apparently thousands of years before the birth of christ (laughs) and um and there's George Washington, like, like tell, bossing people around. That's another really weird thing about the game, but something that's been there since the start is mm. that the different civilizations have leaders that are cherry-picked from history, and they're just sort of the, the most famous leaders of each nation, really. Yeah. Um, so 
Germany has Bismarck. Uh, yeah. England has Elizabeth. Yeah, and the first Elizabeth the first, not the second. Yes, yeah, it would be kind of cool if it was Elizabeth. Oh II. my god, I would always play as England <laughs> if Elizabeth the second was. Seriously, I love that old. Lady. Should have to like have like a corgi. Oh my god! Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be Sorry, good. I'm just like fangirling about the queen. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Anyway. Um. Yeah, and and you basically just you just progress through history, and it's kind of a combination of like city management. Um. There's a military side of the game where you move troops around the. I'm going to call it board. Um. Yeah. So it's military, cultural. Yeah. Science. There's different ways to win the game. Yeah. Yeah. Military. There's a military victory. Which I think involves wiping out yeah. everyone, pretty yep. much. Uh, there's a cultural victory, which is when you influence a, another civilization in the game. Is so? How do you win in the culture victory? Like so, basically, they have to like be awe inspired, right? Of you, like right. of all the wonders that you build, okay, and all the you know paintings, music, art that you have. Mm. In your civilization. Okay. I, I asked that because I've never actually done anything other than the military victory part. Yeah. Although, no, we did We did to... What did we... How did we win last time around? We both... We were in a team and we played... Did we win, like, the political victory, whatever it's called? Like yeah, the... the dem- yeah, the World yeah. Congress victory or something. Yeah, where we, yeah. like, took over the UN, basically. Yeah. And, like, bribed everyone to, like, yeah. vote for us and stuff. Had um, our spies everywhere. Yeah, that was that was good fun. Uh, and there's also the science victory, which... Is that, like, launching a rocket? Rocket, It's like a yeah. mo- the moon... The, the space program. Yeah. 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 So there's all these different ways to, to sort of win. Uh, so you can kind of play the game in, in whatever style suits you best. Yeah. What's your favourite way? Well, I would I would say I would say probably military, which is really boring. Mm. But it just it just ends up that way with me. I think because I'm just such a um, opportunistic player of the game. Like I'll just notice that another player is weaker than me, yeah, and then just mass my troops and take them over because I'm just like, well, you know, yeah, if I don't do it, someone else will, kind yeah. of thing. Uh, sure. And then that leads to everyone else getting angry at me and you know threatening me, and yeah. then I just end up kind of backed in a corner, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's my own mistakes lead me to the military victory path. But um, I, I really enjoyed the the, um, the World Congress one we did together mm. yeah. um, as a team. Um, so maybe I'll, maybe I'll go down that path a bit more in the future. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, my favourite is cultural. Because, mm. I mean, I just love, like, collecting things. So I, like... I want to get every single wonder that I can. <laughs> yeah. I want to, like, keep getting musicians and artists mm. so I can, like, win that way. How does it feel when you're working on a wonder and then you get that little pop-up? Maybe, like, two or three turns before you're about to build it that says, Oh, Egypt built the the Statue of Liberty. That never happens <laughs> because I'm always first. You are, are you? Yes. <laughs> No one has ever built something before me. You, you come off it. It has to happen at least one. It no, has to seriously. At least playing one. recently, yeah. I'm always. No one has ever built something that I was building. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. That seems to happen to me a lot. I'm just too good. Just too good. Yeah, and Megs actually is really good at this game, and I think it's probably because you may have actually played it more than I have at this point. I think so. Yeah. 
Because I can't tell because, it, you know, we share the same Steam library, so I can't tell how many hours you've played it versus me. But, mm. um, yeah, you've set, certainly put in a fair chunk of time into this game. Um, so who's your favourite Who's your favorite civilization to play as? If you could pick one. You well, often play random, don't you? Yeah, I play random just so I can try out all of them, mm. you know, because normally I would just go straight for England because, you know, hey, I'm from England. Let's just big up the motherland. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I just play random and see what I get and yeah. see how it goes. But always, if I'm playing England, normally France is another civilization. <laughs> and usually I just try and wipe them out straight away because <laughs> I'm English. So. You hate France. <laughs> yeah. I remember actually one time I was, um, I was playing... This was the time when I first introduced you to the game and I was playing the PlayStation and I just like you know, turned around and said, oh, hey, how's your game going? And you you said something like, oh, yeah, it's going good. I'm just nuking Paris. <laughs> something like yeah. that. I was like, wow, she's vindictive, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, the English and the French have this, you know, great relationship. <laughs> Strong ties. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there was something called, little something called the Hundred Years War. Yeah. Um, hundred years mm. of war. Yeah. That's one hell of a war. That's yeah. like... Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about two countries hating each other. Yeah. Um, that was a long time ago, but... Well, the thing is, like, we both take the mickey out of each other. Mm. Like, you know, they we all have the stereotypical, you know, French person, and they have the stereotypical English person, so it's all good. Sort of like the, the fight between, right. like, a like a guy with a beret and a stripy skivvy yeah. with, like, a big bread stick under his arm. Yeah. Um, and, like, a stupid twirly moustache yeah versus like a guy like with a bowler hat bowler hat yeah definitely and like um like a black suit yeah and a pocket watch and an umbrella of yeah. course um who's extremely pompous um but the french guy is like you know like a complete lascivious like cheating bastard who like just <laughs> sows his seed widely and just reeks of garlic so i think i've accurately summed up those two stereotypes yeah, i would Definitely yeah. say so. That's good. Yeah, well done, me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I'm trying, struggling to think of what else to say about this game. So you you move around. It's a turn-based game. You move your units around like a hex grid. And something that um, is different between Five and Civilization Four and the other Civ games is the hex grid because previously it was actually a four, okay, like a like a like a chessboard kind of setup. You could move oh, like weird. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know Meg hasn't played. For any of the previous ones, yeah, but, no. yeah, it changes it a lot. Actually, having the hex. Okay. Um, another thing is that in the previous games, you can actually stack units. So in Civilization Five, you can only have one unit per, per tile. Per. Yeah. But in the previous games, you could actually like pile up oh. units on one spot. Um, so having only one unit per tile really changes the way the military side of the game. Yeah, works. that would, yeah. Um, and it kind of simplifies it. I think Civilization Five is, is a bit more streamlined, I guess, in that way. Uh, there are some other things about Civ that Civ Five that were different to the previous ones. So when Civ Five first came out, there was no religion in the game, mm-hmm. um, which was such a big part of, of the game in, in Four and the previous Civ okay. games. And people were really upset. So <laughs> it seems that they sort of saw the error of their ways and the very yeah. first DLC large piece of DLC they released for Civ Five was uh, this pretty much added religion back into the game. Yeah. Um, and uh, although it's kind of 
I don't know. It always feels a bit sort of irrelevant. Yeah, see, I can't be bothered. Yeah. Playing that. The religion side yeah. of the game, yeah. Like, when someone comes into my, like, city and spreads their religion, I'm like, just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. because I, I don't care. <laughs> I pretty much let it happen in the game we played recently, the, the where we teamed up. Yeah. And I just let them... You were, like, working... You sort of were spreading your religion a bit, and I was just letting whatever happened, happened. Mm. And... No, it but didn't then, seem, it didn't seem to make any difference. But then, I, didn't you get, like, really into it? Oh, that's right. Then towards the end, I was like, I'm going to spread Judaism across the world. Kind yeah. of thing. So I, like, I put a lot of effort into converting. Because I think it had something to do with, like, it was helping me to get that political victory yeah. or something. Yeah, it was just because of that. Yeah, so. So there's, this, there's a, a religious aspect to the game. There's also, like, trade. Yeah. You know? So you can be like a trading empire. And you don't actually have to conquer a lot of territory to be powerful in this game. You can play as like a single city nation. Yeah. And still be pretty competitive. Yeah. Um, have you ever sort of done that? Like trying to sort of just be a small nation and just win through just culture and uh, that sort of thing? Or I think I've always taken over at least one civilization. Mm-hmm. Near the very start of the game. Yeah, when they're still kind of Yeah, weak. just so I can have, like, an extra city, you know, just because. Mm. Um, and then I'd probably take over, like, maybe one city-state. Yeah. Uh, and then that's really it. Oh, we didn't mention the city-states. Yeah, so yeah. apart from the players, there's you know, and you can pick how many players there are, like, four or six or eight or whatever, and the rest of them will be compl- controlled by, like, the AI... Um, there's also these city-states, which are, like, sort of single-city little mini-civilizations. Yeah, you can trade with them. You can make them your friends. Yeah. Um, and some of them are, like, more aggressive than others. Some of them are more, sort of, peaceful and, yeah. and stuff. But So you can give them gifts, and they'll, like, give you a unit. Yeah. Or... I like that one of them is yeah. Sydney, as well. I thought, yeah. I thought that was kind of funny, that, that Sydney is, um, yeah. is one of the city-states. So. I think it's all the countries that are not a civilization <laughs> as a city state pretty yeah. much it's just pretty much like oh you know there's like new zealand like canada or something like that yeah. and um um i'm pretty sure canada isn't a civilization in the no i no. don't think it is no no yeah they're just like oh, poor canada poor old canada. well in some ways i suppose they're all kind of just like part of the british empire in a way like the commonwealth the commonwealth yeah true. so i can see why they didn't go ahead with that I want that, this brings me to something else I want to talk about, which is one of the things I love the most about the Civilization series in general, and it's been this way right from the start, is because you're progressing through history, mm. and the rate at which you're, the rate at which you you gain technological advancements depends a lot on where you invest your time and energy re- in researching different things. Yeah, uh, and it's very possible for you to have some very anachronistic things happening. By anachronistic, I mean, like, against against time, against the reality of, of, of what happened in history. Yeah. So you can have a situation where you're like, okay, I'm going to declare war on my neighbour, yeah. right? And it's like 1950 in the game. And you're like, cool, all right, I'm going to send in my tanks, I'm going to send in my, <laughs> my aircraft carrier, yeah. and I'm going to send in my armoured knights on horseback, and my catapult. And my, like, dude with a club. <laughs> and it's just literally, like, a dude with a loincloth and a club. <laughs> you send all those guys, you know, the knights start, like, attacking, uh, like, a machine gun nest yeah. or something like that. Mm. And your artillery is, like, blowing up horse archers and stuff. It's all very, like, 
mixed up and like a hodgepodge. Yeah. Um, which I think is really funny. I don't know. Like, I always find that amusing, mm. that side of the game. Yeah. Um, and some civilizations will be just woefully behind when it comes to the military. Yeah, that's when you take them out. Yeah. So you're sending in, like, giant mechs. Giant, what are they called? Like, giant robots or something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's like a giant, war robot Giant killer robot or something like that. Yeah. And it just, like, lasers these, like, poor people down. Yeah. They've got, like, this spearman and, like, bowmen and stuff like that. Like, mm. really, really, like, early military units. And you're just, yeah. like, <laughs> lasering them and stuff. Napalming them and, and things like that. So. Yeah. Uh, that always made me made me giggle. Um, all right. Well, look. We always ask uh, at the end of the uh, the featured game segment the same question. And I'm going to put it to you, uh, mm-hmm. Meg. Yeah. Would you recommend this game to the average gamer? To the average person who's never who's never played this game before, but is you know someone who's interested in games and is looking for something new? Would you Would you recommend yeah. they check out Civ Five? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm. I- I mean, I really like it. Mm. Definitely. So definitely a thumbs up from you? Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up? Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Throwing down the gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> Double th- Two guns blazing. Um, yeah, you know, I'd probably say the same. Look, there's probably people out there who aren't into this kind of game. Uh, but I think everyone deserves... It, it's such a good game and it's such a classic series. Yeah. That it deserves a look in, even if you find that it's really not your cup of tea. Yeah. And I will say that there are a lot of strategy games that are way more complicated and way more nerdy than Civ Five. Civ Five is a very like approachable strategy game, I think. Like when you compare it to, uh, you know, like Crusader Kings or yeah. like those very in-depth games that I, uh, you've seen me play from time yeah. to time. Um, like I don't know what you think when you see Crusader Kings, but I assume it's just like a bunch of it's just a map with like numbers happening and yeah. you know. Whereas this has like really good graphics Civ 5 has a really colourful world map it's got yeah I would say I mean it has a lot of appealing features mm. so you can like kill off loads of civilizations if you want mm. you can learn about history yeah you can you know try and you know be the world leader mm-hmm. there's lots of different things that you can do yeah it offers a lot yeah a lot of variety I think that's what what yeah. I like about it yeah and it's always a different. It's always a different experience, isn't it? Every yeah. time you play it, it's like some different stuff happens. Yeah. And you'll have like one of the civilizations will be your nemesis, and you'll be like, "Oh, I hate you, Gandhi," you know, like <laughs> something like that, you know. And um, and I, I like that about it. I like the it's always a different dynamic. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I guess a uh, big recommendation from both of us. So I know Civ Six is in the works. That should be coming out soon enough. Yeah, the artwork uh, looks. I can't remember the exact. I can't remember the exact release date on that, but that's that's definitely coming down the pipeline soon. Mm. Uh, but in the meantime, Civ Five is still a great game, and I think at least recently it's been on sale uh, on Steam. So because it's because everyone knows that Six is on its way, yeah. So it's 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 a good time to to pick it up and 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 give it a go. Yeah, definitely get it. Yeah. So there you go. Big recommendation from us. All right. Well, uh, with that, why don't we move on to. The Game Life Balance segment. How's that sound? Sounds good. Hi, Megzy. Uh, this segment is a segment where we're supposed to talk about our games and our lives and the games we've been playing and the lives we've been... Living. Living. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know where I was going to go with that. That You saved me. That's good. Um, we've got a good like dynamic here. I know. You know? 
It's like you finished the end of my... Oh. Bread? <laughs> sentence. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what I, wanted, what I wanted to do, um, and what, what I want to do more more often with this podcast is maybe give some people some insights into how uh, AC and I balance our gaming with our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Having you on is a really good opportunity to get your perspective on how well I'm doing with that. And, <laughs> and you know, perhaps there might be some lessons that we've learned together that we yeah. can share with other people. So okay. I've got a couple of questions for you. Go for it. So, and it all stems from the same basic idea, but I want to know from your own words what it's like to be married to someone who is borderline obsessed with video <laughs> games and... and is constantly trying to find time to play them. Like, how's that How's that been for you, like, right from the start to, like, now? Like, you know, has it been... I don't know. How's, it, how's that sort of... The fact that a game's such a big part of my life, has that had an impact on our relationship? Positive, negative? I don't know. Well, I think it's good that, you know, you're into games, because obviously I'm into games as well. Mm. Obviously not as much as you. Yeah. But, you know, just finding you know, the time for you to play games to do your passion. Mm. That, you know, you've got to balance it out sort of thing. Yeah. Like, do you think that's... Do you think it's working pretty well or, like... Yeah, I would, I would say it is. Mm. I mean, it took a long time to get to that point because, obviously, we need to hang out with each other. Yeah. And I think the early stage of the relationship, I did put games kind of on the back burner. Yeah. Um, because I wanted to spend time with you and, and, and get to know you better and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, like, did yeah. you ever... Do you, do you agree with that? Or Yeah, I totally do. Okay. Yeah, I think that kind of what happens in new relationships. Mm. Everything kind of, like, stops and you're so focused on, you know, this new person in your life. Yeah. And then you've kind of got to go, oh, hey, wait a second... I like games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm not playing any games here. <laughs> well, it's like with any hobby though, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like... Yeah, games are just the example. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, say if I was really into painting or something. Yeah. Like, I'd probably stop painting for a while because, like, painting is not as interesting to me all of a sudden mm. as, you know, spending time with this wonderful new person. And then you sort of realise, wait, like, painting is a big part of who I am and that kind of... Yeah. That kind of thing, so... So, because this kind of question comes, because I've, I've heard a lot of stories, uh, and I think it's a pretty common story, of uh, someone who plays a lot of video games meeting a girl or a guy or whatever, mm. you know, and then pretty much ending up ruining the relationship by choosing to play games instead of investing in the relationship, you know? Like, I've heard that, I've heard that story a number of times. Like, yeah. I remember there was a specific one that was relayed to me a third hand about a bloke who, you know, was really romantic, um, wooed his um, future wife, you know, like, with with great skill and, and with a lot of, of energy and effort. And, you know, there was romantic dinners, flowers, yeah. you know, the whole works. Yeah. But then after they got married, apparently, this guy, like, sort of, slink, sort of slips into letting the, the romance kind of die yeah. and... and plays lots of games and kind of ignores the the wife to the point where she actually gets sick of him and goes fi- goes and finds another bloke who's more oh no. who's more you know interested in her and yeah. is you know and 
makes her feel loved and yeah, and okay. you know that kind of thing so yeah that's one story i've heard but i think it's not an uncommon tale uh and um that kind of leads me to to my next question for you because mm-hmm. if, if you think we're doing well yeah in that regard like what what advice would you give to a bloke who's super into or a lady yeah or a lady yeah well okay let's yes yes very good point what kind of advice would you give to someone who is very much into video games, yep. spends a lot of time playing video games, and has just met someone amazing and okay. is thinking they might be, you know, a really important uh, love in their life? Yeah. Well, you need to find what they're interested in as well. Mm. I would say spend time with them first before you play games yeah um you know if you've like come home from work you know spend time with your significant other (laughs) then hey babe he's gonna flick the playstation on yeah like that's so not what to do (laughs) and yeah like i would say you know play games together Mm. like we played lego Lord of the Rings together. Yes, we had a really For fun ages. time. Yeah, yeah. Like, and we, I mean, I love playing games till they're 100% complete. Mm. Like, I have to get <laughs> every single little item and, you know... Do all the missions. And yeah, so we yeah. played that for ages and, you know, that's such a great way to spend time together. And then you're getting your gaming fix and you're spending time with, you know... So, yeah, I would say... That's a really good way of doing things. Okay. But like mm. I say, all right, scenario is really good for like you and me because, yeah. you know, you like playing games. Not all games, but, you know, I can find games that I'm like, oh, yeah, I reckon Meg would like this. And yeah. more often than not, I'm right. Um, what about what about if the significant other is not really into games at all? What do you do then? Like, if they're just like not, they're like, you know, they like respect that you're into games, but they're just like sorry, I just don't want to play games with you. It's not my thing. Like, how do you manage that? Yeah, just, I would say, don't force them. Mm. You know? <laughs> like, don't make them watch you <laughs> play a game. Uh, you can just or, like, like... Yeah, I can just imagine someone, <laughs> like, holding their wife ransom, basically, yeah. and, like, forcing them to, like... Like, in that chair from... Um, Clockwork Orange with their like oh eyeballs God. like open like watch me play Mario Brothers three. <laughs> it's a really important in the history of video games. I don't know. Just yeah. like I would say talk you know, talk to them about gaming. Yeah. But if they like are in love with you, they'll support you with that whatever you do. Mm. You know? Yeah. So they will let you play games, mm. you know. It maybe just so, not like all the time. Yeah, you know, if you're playing games all the time and you're not paying attention, yeah, to your other half. I mean, that is really shit. Yeah, and I, I think that's actually a lot of a lot of guys do that. Like, I certainly hear women complaining about um, their boyfriends mm. playing games to the expense of their relationship. You know, yeah, um, like oh, you know, a bloke will come home from work. Maybe they don't see each other very often. Like he works late or something like that. Yeah. And instead of like hanging out, he's like, oh, I'm really tired. I just want to play some games and relax. And it's like, that's the time. That's yeah. the only time you've got yeah. to see this guy kind of thing. Like like you play games in the morning. Yes. yes. When I'm asleep. So like, yeah, find the time where, is, I don't know, where the, when the time's right for yeah. you. 
Yeah. And for your family or your relationship. Mm. Yeah. I think you have to adjust, right? Like Definitely. you don't you don't you can't just keep living the yeah, way you were when you, you were are, single. You are not the only person Yeah. Like in your relationship. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> it's not a relationship. <laughs> like, a relationship with your hand maybe, but yeah. Um oh, that's man. a bit gross. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like if you if someone comes into your life and you're right, like the way yeah. you said it, like you're you now your life is different now. Yeah, definitely. And I don't think you can keep on living the same way you were. Yeah, you have to change. Yeah. And change is not a bad thing. Yeah, of you course. know. And change doesn't mean that you or you know, ideally, it doesn't mean you lose touch with who you are. Yeah, I mean you should be in a relationship where you are yourself. Yeah. If you are not yourself then I think you should probably Yeah. You know, <laughs> look find someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, I've I've changed since I met you, but I think for the most part that's been it's all been good, you know, the changes yeah. have been good. And um the parts of me that I find that I think of like as very crucial to me, to my sense of identity, are still all there. Yeah. You know. So if you feel like if you're out there, guys, girls, if you're a gamer and you feel like your significant other who isn't a gamer is changing you mm. um, and you don't like that, think for a minute about whether they're changing parts of you that you don't really care about much yeah. or if they're changing things that are fundamentally important to your sense of self. I know? think the thing you have to do is talk. Yeah. I think when you weren't playing a lot of games... Yeah. I we you know talked to each other and you were like hey I'm you know I really want to play more games and I was like okay cool let's you know you know find time for you to do that yeah like yeah yeah and I settled on this morning gaming thing which has been working out really well yeah so. and uh, yeah okay thanks for that I, I was just curious because I thought you'd have a good perspective on on that I suppose the last question I want to have on this topic and then we'll move on to sort of the general sort of chat that I had in mind okay uh, last one. Um, advice for a significant other who is, um, in a long-term relationship with a gamer. Like, do you have any tips for people who say they're listening to the show, perhaps at the behest of their <laughs> gamer partner? Okay. And they're thinking, you know, okay, this all sounds great. What can I do to, you know, make this relationship work, but still give my partner the, you know, I don't know what you call it, like the the benefit of like being able to be themselves how do you sort of you know like what's the what's some things you should avoid or what's some things you should do you know to make that to make that happen well probably like if you're not supportive Mm. then it's not gonna work yeah um i think when they're doing their gaming like do something else Mm. you know you have you have to have your own interests and hobbies like that is the time where you can be doing them like mm. i mean i love you but we don't have to be with each other 24 7 no you know i think that's a healthy thing as well yeah like if i can like you know just leave, if i can be in a different room from you mm. and i'm not panicking yeah about whether this relationship is in tatters like yeah. that's that's a good sign you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah totally um but if you're worried and you're constantly doting on the other person because you're afraid yeah, it's like suffocating. That's probably not a good way to be. So. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're always complaining about them gaming, then they're not being themselves. Mm. But again, it's like I said before, 
you know, talking. Yeah, and maybe some maybe some complaints are justified. Like maybe this guy is ignoring you, or this girl is ignoring yeah. you. You know, um, but and that's when you need to have a conversation, I guess. Yeah, I really, <laughs> I really just wanted to break out into a musical song just then. <laughs> <laughs> I have the pers perfect musical number that i would sing oh uh, what's what was that oh it's a song called happy talk from south pacific anyway okay, okay. i love is... musicals by the way so yeah. just fyi actually that's a good point yeah that you're into musicals because um you know i think sharing is really good like yeah so i never really watched musicals before i met meg um but she's turned me on to them and i actually really really love like some of the ones we've watched have been really really fun yeah you know and you know, like, I'll sit down with Meg and watch a musical, and that's that way of saying to Meg, like, your interests are important, and I want to understand that and be part yeah. of that, and, you know, that should flow both ways. So, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I totally understand it. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's, that's how it should be. So, you know, if you're, if you're a gamer and you want to play games and you want to involve your partner in gaming, you should also reciprocate, and you should be like, all right, what are you into? You yeah. know, let's let's spend um, an evening doing what you what you find super interesting and important. Yeah, and uh, that way you'll get that balance. You know, like that game life balance. Oh yeah, nice. All right, so let's sort of shift a little bit to more of a typical game life balance talk. Okay. Um, Megs and I have been playing some games together recently. Apart from Civ, yeah, um, we've been play- you've been actually being a bit of a retro gamer recently. I know, going yeah. old school. Hashtag retro gaming. Yeah. Um, yeah, so w- let's talk a bit about that, shall we? Okay, well, I've been playing Spyro. Yeah. Number one. From that's that's the PlayStation, the original PlayStation game? Yeah. Um, Spyro 1, yeah. Yeah, that's been fun, right? Yeah, it's been good. How far are you into, like, we're pretty far, right? I think I'm in, like, the third world... And I've done, like, three levels on this first world or something. Mm. But, yeah, it's, it's so much fun. Like, it's such a good game. That's one from your, I love it. your childhood, right? Yeah. Yeah. Spyro, Crash Bandicoot, mm. Heroes. They're my, that's my childhood right there. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. I've been sitting with the laptop open and kind of guiding you. Like, I had, like, Game Facts open, <laughs> um, game, game FAQs. Yeah. Um, and basically kind of Meg's on the controller and I'm just sitting there kind of like going, oh, there's like a dragon egg around the corner or whatever it might be. Yeah, because, again, I like to complete things 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Which is make it's making the game, like, take some time to get through because yeah. there's so many collectibles, hey. Yeah. Like, there's, like, hundreds of... It's, like, hidden areas and just, like, oh, crazy. Yeah. So you're still finding it as fun as when you were a kid? Yeah, definitely. Mm. It's so good. Because I think some people say those games have kind of aged poorly, like the 3D, early 3D games. I think the controllers are really annoying, Mm. but it just brings back so many memories. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. How old were you when you first played that? Oh, God. I don't know. I really don't know, actually. But definitely, like, Yeah, when I was a kid, yeah, Yeah. definitely. Mm. Good stuff. So we got given our PlayStation from my uncle. Okay. And, like, he had... Spyro, Crash, and this, like, really creepy Dracula game. Okay. So. <laughs> Dracula game, hmm. No, it was, like, really scary. Like, I could only play five minutes, and I would be in tears and have nightmares. Wow, okay. Yeah, it was super freaky. I'm trying to think of what that game would be. I can't... I'll have to much. find the yeah. name, because yeah, okay. it was so scary. Wow, okay. Yeah. Traumatizing. 
Yeah, it's so freaky. Gotta read those, read those, uh, you know, uh, age limit stickers, guys. Yeah. You know, what do, what do they call the ratings? Yeah. The ratings board or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> That's cool. Like, and yeah, you mentioned that, like, the controls are a bit. Yeah. They suck. It's the camera, but... though, isn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah. And I think oh, when you like charging, mm. it's, like, so hard to control. I'm, like, always, like, I'll just, like, go straight into the water or off a cliff or something <laughs> when I'm trying to move him. But Yeah, anyway. that charge attack. Because you run, you run really fast. Yeah. When you, like, so for those who don't know, like, you kind of headbutt people. Like, you sort of run headlong at enemies yeah. with your horns sticking out and mm. kind of try and, like, headbutt them. Um, yeah. But he's going so fast. And he moves very, he's like, it's like a very squirrely kind of, like, Motion, it's hard to... Um, yeah, it's so sensitive. Turns like, on a dime. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's been fun, right? Yeah, it yeah. has. Yeah, yeah. So okay. keen to keep playing that? Definitely keen. Obviously, okay. I want to complete it. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll keep but, that up. Yeah. That's a commitment. Definitely. That's fun. I actually like just sitting there on the couch. Like, it's nice to actually not play a game and just watch someone oh, else kind good. of... Yeah. You know, because I feel like I'm still... It's still like indulging my hobby in a way, but it's really good because I, I know that... You're enjoying it because yeah. you're behind the controls and you're like, you know. Awesome. Yeah. And we've been playing some other stuff together. Um, so tonight we cracked out Hitman. Mm-hmm. Um, I played the first level of Hitman with Meg watching. Um, that was a while back, a month ago yeah. or something. Um, but I think, Meg, you kind of enjoyed that. Yeah. I was. Rob was on the computer and I was sitting on the floor on my laptop. I think I was. I don't know what I was doing. Mm I think um, Ruby was asleep and we were just like, oh, thank God. We were just like yeah. relaxing kind of. And you were playing the game mm. and I was, you know, I would just like look look over at the screen every now and again. Mm. And yeah, and I was like, oh, you should go that way. You know, totally being a backseat gamer. <laughs> but and I then, liked that though. Yeah. And yeah. then I was just like, oh, you go this way, go this way. Yeah. And like, oh, get that guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like just giving me, giving me sort of. I guess not so much advice, but, like, just sort of getting involved in it, getting invested in it, and, like... Yeah. Um, and, like, freaking out when, <laughs> yeah. like, someone would be close, like... Yeah. Because that game's very suspenseful. Yeah, it is. Um, so I bought episode two mm-hmm. with the express intention of playing it with, with you, because yeah. I was like, oh, well, that was lots of fun. Yeah. I want to play this with, with Meg. I want to play each of the episodes with Meg, riding oh. shotgun. Because um, it's fun. Yeah, it is. You know? And, like, there's something really enjoyable about playing those kind of games together. Because it's kind of like a puzzle. Like, you're trying to... It looks like an action game. Yeah. But really, it's not. It's not really much of a shooter. It's really more of, like, a... Tactics. Like, yeah. Like, you've got this, like, problem. Yeah. Which is to try and kill these people. Yeah. And you've got to figure out how to do it. Yeah, I love it's problem like a solving. Problem solving game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, yes, it's very violent in its sort of, like, themes. Mm. But at the end of the day, you kind of forget. And maybe that's, like, maybe that's why it's a good game, because you get into the mind of a hitman where you're not actually... You don't give a damn that you're killing these people. You're just mm. like, how do I do this? How yeah. do I kill this guy and get out of here? You know? Crazy. So it makes you very cold, you mm. know? And there's times where you'll just, like, shoot a guy... Like, today, I shot a guy in the face who was in his underpants in his in his <laughs> apartment. And then just dragged his body into the kitchen and just left him there and, like, took his clothes. And it's just like, damn, that poor guy, he didn't do anything to me, but... The second time you didn't 
time. No, second time I just um, snuck up on him and like yeah, and knocked like him knocked him out. But the first time I just straight up shot him. No, in the but the third time you sneaked past. Him. Yeah, I left him yeah, completely. You left him alone. Yeah, good so on you. There you go, a bit of moral. I don't know, moral development there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. I'm a good hitman. You yeah. know, I'm I'm a nice a nice hitman. I only kill <laughs> I only kill the targets that I have to kill. Oh. That's the goal, anyways. So. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a fun sort of sitting down and, and playing some games with you, and I'd like to do that more because I feel like it's just again it's just sharing, right? Yeah. yeah. So we're lucky because we can share those things. So. That's true. I mean, there's so many reasons why I'm lucky, um, but one of them, one of the big ones, is that yeah, we can do those things together. Cool. So. Um, what else? We're doing some other fun stuff together recently. Yeah. Um. So every Friday night is movie night in our house. Yeah. And pretty much without fail, we 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 honour that. We'll get um, some takeaway food and some popcorn, microwave popcorn or something like that. Yeah. Sit down and uh, and watch a film. And recently, we've been working our way through Disney. Yeah. Yeah. The... But it's kind of been inspired by your friend on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, let me see, Joshua Gillespie. Yeah. Um, who's one of my like. He's been one of my Twitter followers. Like we've been following each other mm. for years. Um, he has a cool little YouTube channel. I'm not sure if he's still updating it or not. Yeah, he did some stuff recently. He's very much into the Muppets, and I think he was doing some Muppets-related uh, videos recently. Yeah. But he uh, was watching Disney in order. Yeah, he sat down and watched all the Disney animated films. Yeah, in order, like a few months back. Yeah, and, and I was like, oh, that's an awesome idea. Yeah. Yeah, so we've been doing that. Mm-hmm. We obviously started with Snow White. Yeah. And we are currently up to... I think the next one will be... Next sleep- one is... Sleeping yeah. Beauty? Yeah. Yeah. Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. So what's been your favourite so far? Because oh like, we've watched like a bunch. Favourite so far? The one you've far... enjoyed the most. Uh, that's really hard. Mm. Because I've cried at <laughs> pretty much all of them. <laughs> Like Dumbo, you were crying within like five minutes. Oh, less than that. Yeah. Like four, three. Yeah. It's, yeah. I would probably put it out there if your wife or partner is pregnant or you are pregnant yourself or, or you, have a baby. Yeah. Um, do not watch Dumbo <laughs> because you'll be in tears. Yeah. Like, oh. when they do that really sad song where the Mama Elephant is locked up. And she's rocking Yeah, and she's Dumbo rocking the, Dumbo. To the trunk, yeah. <sighs> I was hysterically crying. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. I'm just there, like, hugging you. Yeah. Yeah. It was quite, it was quite emotional. So emotional. Well, that's the thing. I think Disney realised early on, like, I think it was Snow White. There mm. was that scene where um, Snow is, like, they, well, she's apparently yeah. dead. Yeah. Um, and the dwarves are all crying, crying. and stuff. And mm. apparently that, According to the um, the special features that we watched on, yeah. <laughs> after we watched the movie, apparently that scene actually made audiences in the theater cry. Yeah, and I think I want to say and I, this is just purely my own like um, thought, but I want to say that Disney saw that and was like, "Oh wow, we can make people cry with animation. Yeah. Let's keep doing that." Yeah, um, because that is like noteworthy, and people yeah. were like surprised mm. that an animated film could make you cry, and so he was like, "Well." Let's just do that again and again. So yeah. Bambi, Dumbo, they were all early Disney films yeah. that were really quite 
depressing in in parts. Yeah. You know? Oh, um, and Pinocchio. Pinocchio. As well. Oh, Pinocchio's dark. Flippinek. Yeah. Like, I mean, when I was a kid, mm. my mum would say, "Don't gamble." You know, don't like smoke mm. because you'll turn into a donkey. And I literally believed her. Like I never used <laughs> slot machine <laughs> because I thought I was going to turn into a donkey. Suddenly, your, these ears all sprout yeah. from your head. But like watching that scene where all these like kids are turning into donkeys, like and they're terrified. It is so terrifying. Yeah, that movie is like, like dark. Ass. Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, I didn't see. I didn't see how dark it was. Like, mm. I there were parts of the film that I thought were quite scary. Yeah. Like I remember being really scared of. Um, was it like Strombolio or yeah. like the the um the puppete- the puppeteer? Yeah. I thought he was terrifying. Yeah, he was. Um, and I thought the um the coachman was scary. Yeah. But like watching it now, most of that movie mm. pretty much. After he becomes a boy, like the, at yeah. the start of the film, when he becomes like when he, they when the fairy brings him to life, yeah. From that point till like the last five minutes of the movie, yeah, is one horrible thing after another. Yeah, it's so bad. Yeah, it's and it's very much in that sort of eat your spinach or else sort of type of storytelling. You know, like mm. if you don't do what you're told and are a good boy, then bad things will happen to you. You know. Yeah. Um. I think my favorite though has maybe been it's either snow white because that's such a classic yeah and i love snow white mm. um or uh lady in the tramp lady in the tramp yeah because yeah. that's just so cute i know he's a little puppy he's just a cute little puppy no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that was like very fun yeah again that has a dark side yeah to it as of well, course with the um you know the, the threat of death and the fact oh the, the worst part was when the you know, ladies, um, sort of an outcast from her own house because yeah. that horrible woman, her, is it like the, I think it's the like sis- the aunt. Yeah. Yeah. Like thinks that she's, you know, trying to kill the baby and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. Cause lady knocks over the crib. But with she the was baby just trying it. to help. I know. She just wanted to get the rat. Yeah. Oh, so tough. I would yeah. say, I'm going to assume that you're going to ask me the same thing. I'm just going to jump in. Yeah. Go, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It's sorry, fine. go for it. No, no, no. I just love the sound of my own voice. So um, <laughs> that's why I do podcasts. Uh, I'd say my favorite was probably, and it's a weird, weird choice. I didn't expect this, but the one I've enjoyed the most, like that I've had the most laughs watching and the most fun watching, has been Peter Pan, actually. Really? Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. not my fave. But yeah, anyway, like, why do why do you like that one? It's just, it's just really funny. Like. There's a lot of oh, baby's awake. The camera, the, the microphone won't pick this up, yeah. but our baby just started going, making some whingy noises in the next room. So <laughs> we may have to cut this short, but I'll keep going for now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Peter Pan because there's a lot of really good jokes at the start that I've kind of forgot. Like the the first fifteen twenty minutes, um, are really funny, and it's very whimsical, and I kind of like that. And if you ignore all the really like sort of problematic scenes with the Indians, let's say. Yeah. Um, it's it's just a really good, like, fun time. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, and I think, the, you know, Hook is really funny. Yeah. And Smee. Like, that. It it's a very lighthearted movie. Yeah, I did forget how, like, funny his character is, mm. actually. There's not a lot of... There's, it's actually, like, one of the few ones where there isn't much darkness. Yeah, no. There's not a lot of... Um, yeah, it doesn't have any of those moments. I think most the whole Tinkerbell 
the relationship with Tinkerbell. Like, but he sort of she sort of betrays him. Yeah. A bit. I don't know. Um, like you know, but but in general, there's no like Bambi's mum getting killed moment. Yeah. There's no. Oh, so heartbreaking. Yeah. Far out. So I think that's why I enjoyed it the most because because it's just been the one that I, I've had the most smiles and and happy good vibes from. Yeah. You know. Definitely. Um, but I, I recognize it's not the best Disney movie. And I think, you know, Snow White or Pinocchio are like better movies, like from a, from like a cinematography kind of perspective and like a, you know, history of movies. Yeah. Like Peter Pan is not an important movie. No. But it's just a fun one. Yeah. You know, and maybe that's all that matters now. Mm. Uh, What else have we watched? We watched Cinderella. Cinderella. That was quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Cinderella was good. Alice in Wonderland is unusual yeah see you love alice in wonderland that's one of my favorite books yeah the book yeah but i don't know i i think as a kid i was like whoa this is so weird yeah it is it is very (laughs) so i've always been like oh this is such a weird weird film yeah i mean it's a very strange book and and the film to its credit captures some of that yeah um what else have we that's really it. That's kind of like, it. Yeah. yeah. There's so much... I'm, I'm really looking forward... Because there's so many more movies. I know. We are literally just at the beginning. Yeah. But it's great to go through the classics. Because some of these I haven't seen for like 20 plus years. Yeah. Um, and I have very dim memories of them. Yeah. So it's great to go back and revisit these. And kind of see what made them what made them great. Yeah. And you've been a massive Disney fan like all your life, right? I know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's part of that musical sort of... Mm. Like the house... Because... I mean, I'll let you explain it, but musicals have been a big, big part of your life since you were a little kid, right? Yeah. So my grandma is like a soprano singer and would sing like opera mm. and like musicals all the time. Yeah. And then my mom loved musicals. So since I was little, like before I could even, you know, talk, mm. my mom would like sit me and my brother down and watch classic musical movies you Mm. know doris day and you know gene kelly and all that lot Mm. um yeah it's always been my life because disney movies are like they were very much well some of them okay i should be clear some of the disney movies were were very much like musicals you know yeah like they have a lot of um musical numbers um some more than others right uh but there's always a couple of songs yeah there is and but the thing is, like, everyone knows those songs. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is, yeah. like, embedded in our heads. Mm. When we hear that tune, we can, you know, you know, sing those lyrics. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, and even the more recent ones, like Aladdin or, like, Lion King and yeah. stuff. Like, those songs are, like, are great, you know. Yeah. And I often find myself, like, if I, all, I, all I need to do is think about that movie for a second. Yeah. And almost immediately, like, it's the songs that come to mind. Yeah. Like, so I think the recent live action Disney movies. Yeah. You know, they've not been musically based. Yeah. I mean, I love the new live action movies. They've been really good. Like Maleficent was awesome. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah, love that. But I kind of wish they were like a bit more of the classic style. Mm. I don't know. I just like to see the interpretation that people do. Yeah. I mean, obviously there was Into the Woods, but that was like weird as hell. <laughs> That was that's a weird movie. That was like... Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a weird movie. <laughs> anyway. Oh, um, we could spend a whole podcast talking about that. Yeah. Oh. Far out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. 
So the what else have we been up to? What else? Have we, you're going back to work. I am. I, uh, it's my first day on Monday. Yeah, we're recording this early. Yeah. So when you hear this, Meg will have been at work for for a week. But yeah. as we record it, you're going yeah. back to work in like two days. I know. It's so weird. Does it feel surreal? Yeah. Bit? Like I've been off for what? So Ruby's like nine. You so mean- I'll be off for like ten months. Hmm. Uh, but I did go back to work for like a couple of weeks. Yeah. But yeah, it'll be so weird, and I'll be like store manager. Yeah, well, that's awesome though. Oh yeah, that's so good. Yeah, and you but you put your foot down about that. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. I kind of love you for that. Yeah. Um, because you got the call. I'll let you tell the story, but yeah. So my old work contacted me and was like, "Hey, do you want to come back and work for us?" Because you work in a retail. Yeah, retail. Yeah. And um. I called them back and I was like, yeah, I'll come back to work, but I'll only be the manager. Like, that's that's the only role I want. It's ma- so Manager or GTFO. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And I got it. Cool. Well, well done. Thank I've you I've congratulated much. you many times already, but I'll do uh-huh. so officially on the podcast now. <laughs> Congratulations. I'm really proud Thank of you. Thank you. And um, it's going to be very different for it is. us, especially for you. Yeah. Um. But, I'm excited though because yeah. I'll be running the store. Yeah. So I don't know. We. Yeah. I think it'll be it'll freeing be for you. I think yeah. you'll feel because, like, you know how to manage the store. Yeah. So it's not like you'll actually be much more stressed. Yeah. But you'll have the good thing is you won't have anyone bossing you around. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, at least on on a day to day basis. Yeah. Like obviously you have to report to like the area manager and stuff, but mm. yeah, I'm excited for you. Yeah. But that has the flow on result. That because you're going back to work, we've had to find childcare mm-hmm. for um, our daughter. Yeah, Ruby Roo. Yeah, little Roo Roo. Yeah. So she's um, spent the last week doing what they call orientation. Orient- yeah. Yeah. I always said like I said the people at work. I was like, oh, my daughter's doing orientation week, <laughs> and they're like, oh, well, I hope she's not drinking and <laughs> you know, yeah, carrying on doing pranks or whatever it is. That- so. Um, uni here in yeah. Australia, they call it O Week. Yeah, orientation week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you're in the UK, you obviously call it Freshers. Okay. So. And there's probably, there might be a similar thing in, in America too. Yeah. But, but I don't know what they call it. So it's the first week of, of, of uni. Yeah. Uh, and it's usually before classes start. Yeah. Um, and it seems to be an opportunity for all these 18 year olds yeah. to basically like, We'll meet each other and yeah. familiarise themselves with the campus, but also probably have a lot of parties and yeah. kind of act up a little bit. Yeah. But so. Ruby's not doing that. No. <laughs> no, no. Her, her, her parties consist of, like, chewing on a piece of bread yeah. and rolling around on the floor sucking on a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. But if that that's, to her, that is a party. So. Yeah. But she's been doing really well yeah. this past week, and I probably will cry. When Aww. I drop her off <laughs> no. on Monday. You don't want to leave her. Yeah. You should probably leave extra early so you have time for like a tearful farewell. I know. Right? Yeah. But she'll be fine. She's apparently been really enjoying it. Yeah, she's been really good. Really mm. good. Like all the carers have been saying, oh, she's such a happy baby. That's great. Yeah. Isn't that just exactly what you want to hear? It is, but I'm yeah. just like kind of want... Oh no, she's been like crying all the time. Because then I'll know, like she like wants me or yeah. something. 
misses you terribly. Yeah. When yeah. I drop her off, she'll like sit on the floor and I'll be like, oh, bye, Ruby. And she, she just won't look at me. <laughs> She's just like too, in, too interested in the toys mm. or the other kids around her. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, okay then. <laughs> See ya. I've heard that like from people at work who have kids in childcare, I've heard that the worst part is when you go to pick them up one day. And they don't want to leave. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, that will actually make you go, like, oh, you know, <laughs> like, kind of hurt. Yeah, you know? I think my heart would break. Yeah. Because she's like, no, 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 this is more fun. Like, yeah. I want to stay here. Yeah. You're like, no. Aww. But that, that day will probably be a while off. Yeah. So. Um, Ugh, crazy time. I know, right? So much is happening. It's been a really intense few weeks for us. Yeah. Um, but really, really positive, yeah. I think. For the most mm. part. Planning a party yeah, as well. Yeah, that's right. A family dinner party. Mm-hmm. Like a Christmas in July kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Which is something that happens only in Australia. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're obviously in the Southern Hemisphere. It's cold now. Yeah. Where it's hot in the US, UK and everyone up north. Yeah. Um. So I'm, well, we're hosting a little dinner party for all Rob's family and my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so trying to organize that is like, ugh, crazy times. Mm. But it's, it's it's fun. Like, I'm so excited because I've always wanted to host a party. Yeah, this is your first, like, time hosting, like, a large amount of people. Yeah. Um, well, I haven't even hosted a small amount of people, you've had, to be like, honest. You've had your parents over and my parents. Yeah, but stuff. that's not really, like, hosting. That's just, it's like, sort of is. hey, come have dinner. Yeah. It's kind of hosting, but, yeah, it's different when you've got... Yeah. What is it? There'll be 14 people? Yes. And you're cooking everything? Yes, I'm cooking everything. Yeah. So this is not a bring a plate affair? No. This is... Everything is provided. Yeah. And it's like a full traditional Christmas dinner. Mm. Yeah. So what have we got? Like turkey... Turkey, pigs in blanket, Brussels sprouts, um, carrots, parsnips, stuffing... Mm-hmm. Trying to think what else. I think that's it. Bread uh, sauce, gravy. Prawn cocktails. Oh, yeah. Prawn cocktails. Mm-hmm. Um, doing a mulled wine. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. Really excited about that. Yeah. It has it has been quite an expensive Oh, and two affair. cakes and two some truffles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sorry, how could I forget the Yeah, two, don't forget them. Two cakes. Two cakes. But I, for someone who can barely cook a cake, I'm really impressed. I love um, cooking. And I, I think it'll be great. Yeah. Because you are a really good cook. Thank you. I think it's rare for you to enjoy something and not be good at it. Mm. You know? So the fact that you love cooking. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I think you'll do fine. I think everyone will be- have a really great time as well. So I hope so. Rob can give you all an update after it happens. Yeah. If it was a disaster and I set the kitchen <laughs> oh, fire God. or something. I can't imagine that will happen. But, yeah, you've been super duper busy. Yeah. Um, Meg's life is, is like full pelt and it's been tough actually trying to get you to relax. I know. Um, but I think the movies and games have been helpful. Yeah, they have been. Yeah. I don't have much to say gaming wise or anything life wise. I've been working. I've Mm -hmm. been coming home. I've been supporting Meg with all this crazy stuff happening in, in Meg's life. Um, doing some admin stuff like calling places. I I did sort of the call around for childcare centers and stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't like talking on the phone. No. I don't know why. I just like... <laughs> you always get me to call people. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah. So, yeah, I haven't been doing much. Just playing more Doom and, um, you know, if you wanted to hear my view of Doom, just listen to, like, the last three podcasts, I guess. So, <laughs> I won't bore you with that. Look, this is getting a bit longer than two, so why don't we uh, wrap it up? Okay. 
Uh, and I'll... God, how do I even say this? I will quiz you. There you go. Is that, is that, a, is that a phrase? I will quiz you? Yeah. Yeah. I'll ask you a series of questions in the form of a quiz. <laughs> and you'll have to answer them. Mm-hmm. And the winner gets nothing. Oh. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> you get a kiss. No. Okay, Meg, uh, as you well know, because you listen to every episode of this podcast religiously. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Uh, my, yeah, of course I do. My fragile ego has been crushed. Um, yes. You you would know that every week I prepare a quiz for AC. Yes, I do. Um, and there's usually something really silly. Um, and it usually does pretty well. And this week I've done something a little different. I've actually prepared two quizzes. Oh my gosh. And I want you to pick which one. Okay. <gasps> because I I thought of two different ideas and I'm just not sure which one will fit you best. So I want you to choose. So oh my gosh. you can play either... Heavy metal band or video game, or phone game or phony game. Oh, <laughs> which which game do you want to play? Um, I will play the heavy metal band one. You play heavy metal band? All yeah. right, all right, let's do it. I mean, this is just they're just guessing games. Yeah, go for it. Um, and I didn't pick. I, I will be clear. I didn't pick games that are really well known. Okay. You know, I'm not trying to humiliate you or anything. These are all, like, pretty obscure. Okay. So it's really just a guess. All right. Okay. All right. So um, for people who haven't listened to this podcast before, Heavy Metal Band or Video Game is basically just a game where I read out the name of something and you tell me whether it's a heavy metal band or a video game because there's actually some really... (laughs) There's actually some real similarities between the way that death metal bands name their bands and the way that... Video game developers name maybe, their games. Maybe bands uh, go to game developers and go, "Hey, name my band," and they <laughs> pretty go, much. "There you go. Your name okay. will be Death Clock. See you later." Yes. <laughs> All right, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, ten questions. <gasps> Let's play heavy metal band or video game. Okay. <laughs> All right, you ready, Max? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Question one: Devourment. Devourment. Is that a death metal band or a video game? Devourment. Um, I'm going to say a band. Yes, yes, you're right. Yes, that's a death metal band formed in 1995. Ah, yes. No points on the board for Meg. Awesome. Okay, <laughs> question number two. Catacomb Armageddon. Catacomb Armageddon. Uh, game? Yes, you're right. That's a game. Uh, a first-person shooter by id Software uh, developed in 1992 for Windows. Cool. All right. Question number three. Witch Haven. That sounds like a band. I can hear you, the cogs turning <laughs> in your mind as you think about this. Say the name again. Witch Haven. Witch. So, okay, I'll, for, for some context, it's one word. Witch and then A-V-E-N. So it's like Witch Haven. Oh, weird. Yeah. Uh, Game? Yes, you're right. It's a game. Wow, three out of three. So far, so good. That was a first-person shooter again, um, uh, released uh, for DOS in 1995. So anyway. okay, okay. Question number four: Knights of the Abyss. Oh my god. Um. Ah, oh, seriously, that could be Eva. I know, right? That one is like yeah. go either way. Knights of the Abyss. Knights of the Abyss. Okay, well, I'm gonna say. 
game. No, I'm oh. afraid not. I finally didn't get one right. I'm really glad, actually, because I was worried you'd get 10 out of 10. Uh-huh. But there you go. Yeah, that was a death metal band formed in 2005. Oh, okay. Okay, question number five. Dark Throne. Again, one word. Dark Throne. Mm. Game? No, death metal oh. band. Damn it. 1986. They've been around for a while. Dark Throne. Crazy. All right, how about this one? Dark Stone. Oh, my God. One word. Dark Stone. Game? Yes. Oh. <laughs> it's a role-playing game from 1999. Okay, cool. Okay. Question seven. Mm-hmm. Necrovision. What the hell? Again, one word. Necrovision. Necrovision. That really sounds like a game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say game. Game, you're right. Yes. Yes, don't overthink these things. It's a game. It's five to two so far. You're on question number eight. You're getting through it pretty quickly. You're not, yeah. you're not agonizing over this as much as Andrew does. Yeah. How about this one? Warpath. 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 Okay. Um. Oh, see, that really sounds like a game to me. But am I just trying to trick yeah. you? Or uh, is it actually a game? Mm. I'm going to say game. Yep. You're right. It's yep. a game. Yep. Why would a band call themselves Warpath? Because they're like a bunch of dudes with really long hair that like love <laughs> violent that sounding things and Satan a bit. <laughs> um, you know? Right. <laughs> uh, with black t-shirts and stuff. Um, yeah, that's a first-person shooter from 2006 released on Windows and the Xbox. Cool. Question number nine. Two more to go. Yeah. Don't pick up your phone. You're going to try and cheat. I know what you're up to. I know what you're up to. Turn that. Close that down. What are you doing? What are you Googling? I'm trying to find the Dracula game. <laughs> don't do that now. I don't know why. It You're just so, came... so rude. Sorry. <laughs> Fine, I won't find out the name for the people. Fine, all right, go ahead. Go ahead. Fine. Can you do two things at once? Yeah, of course I can. All right, then answer... I'm a woman, goddammit. Riddle me this. Murder Squad. Murder Squad. Oh... See, if a band called themselves that, I don't think that they would get many, like, record deals. I'll tell you what, though. If, if it was we a video game called Murder... We are the Murder Squad. <laughs> oh, but yeah, if it was a game, then... Would it do well as well? Yeah. Can you imagine a bunch of dudes turning up at, like, a music, like, a record label? Hey, guys, we're Murder Squad. <laughs> oh, wait, why are you locking the doors? <laughs> Come <Yeah>. back. <gasps> the security is escort- escorting out of the say... building now. Band. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Murder Squad is a band. Uh, you're doing really well. I know. Seven out of out of nine so far. That's pretty good. Well, maybe I can maybe I can uh, even the spread here a bit um, with question number ten. Okay. Bestial Warlust. <laughs> what? Bestial. Bestial. Warlust. That sounds like really wrong. Bestial Warlust. Game? No, that, no, that... that's a death metal band. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, Beast, Beastial Warlust. Oh, weird. Is a death metal band uh, from 1993. Actually, interestingly, I think they're from Australia. <laughs> I think they're an Australian band. That does not surprise me. <laughs> Beastial Warlust. All right, well, you did pretty well in uh, that. Um, I guess you picked wisely yeah. when you chose um, heavy metal band or video games. I did. So, well done, you. Thank you. And uh, with that... Oh, have you found the game? Yeah, I found the game. So it's called um, Dracula Resurrection. Okay. And, um, yeah, it's like a a French game. Okay. Um, And, yeah, it's, like, super creepy. You remember it being, like, quite scary? Yeah. 
it's yeah really weird like um yeah it's like this journalist i think okay or something he's like traveling to dracula's castle and yeah it's like super weird <laughs> okay Nightmares from that game. Yeah. Yeah, gosh. Because, right. like, the music was so scary and the scenery was so scary. Mm. Just like, ooh. <laughs> okay, so stay, stay clear of that one, I guess, guys. Yeah. I must admit, I haven't heard of it until now, but there you go. Yeah. Had some had a big impact on you in a negative yeah. way, but... <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, uh, with that, I might wrap up. Cool. So, thank you all so much for listening. Yeah, thank you. This has been episode 12 of Game Life Balance Australia, which is the Australian edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. Thank you so much for uh, joining me, Meg. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. It's been fun? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought you'd enjoy yourself. I did. So if you want to, you know, get more Game Life Balance stuff into your life, and why wouldn't you, really, with A-grade quality entertainment like this? Uh, you can check out our website, which is www.gamelifebalanceaustralia.com, where you'll find links to our uh, YouTube channel, uh, blog posts, um, and basically, yeah, and also links to our sister show in the US, which is really, really good. So do check their stuff out, too. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I am at Reboarded. AC, who is uh, still uh, pretty close to death uh, in the hallway of his of his house, uh, you can follow him for the time being on uh, at what is he at, at Prodtelly. I forgot his I forgot his Twitter handle. It's been oh, so long. Man. He'll be so upset with me at Prodtelly. Although don't follow him, he's not very good. Uh, you can uh, also follow Megzy on Twitter. I'm not much of a Twitter user, but um, if no. you want, uh, Megs is at at Meg underscore Bailey underscore AU. Uh, and that's about all I have to say. If you liked the show, do leave us um, some nice comments on our website. Or if you want to really, really make our day, uh, give us a positive review on iTunes. Um, or even a negative review. No, no, definitely not. No. no. Don't, do, don't do negative reviews. Uh, four stars or more, please. Thanks. <laughs> uh, because we are, we're definitely a four star plus I think so. show. Uh, yeah, I don't have much else to say. So thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll see you all... Next time, where AC will hopefully um, have recovered from the blunt trauma to his skull and be in some kind of state to record a podcast, maybe. So that'll be interesting, having him back. I'm sure he'll have tons of stories about parenthood and stuff. Yeah, he will. That'll be really good. Or what he'll probably do, which is the typical infuriating thing he does, is not talk about his kid at all and act as though nothing has changed in his <laughs> life uh, because that's the kind of irritating man that he is. So. <laughs> Look forward to more irritation from him uh, next time around. So, see you later, guys. Uh, thanks for listening again. Bye for now. Say bye. Oh, bye. Happy talkie talking, happy talk. Talk about things you like to do. You got to have a dream if you don't have a dream. How you gonna have a dream come true? Talk about the star looking like a toy Peeking through the branches of a tree Talk about the girl, talk about the boy Counting all the ripples on the sea Happy talk, keep talking, happy talk. 
talk about things you like to do. You got to have a dream. If you don't have a dream, how you gonna have a dream come true?